Hello and welcome to Invisible Chains. I'm your host, Paulina Goldberg, and in this episode, I will be discussing a story where a girl was forcefully married into a life of abuse and unpaid labor. This is the case of Hadija Do versus Niger. Hadija Do was born in 1984 in the small village of Bozo in Niger. At the age of 12, her parents sold her to a tribe leader named El Hajj Soliman Norua in a process called Wahaya. To briefly summarize this practice, Islam, the primary religion in Niger, only allowed a man to legally marry four wives. The Wahaya practice allowed men in Niger to buy and marry a fifth wife, which was often a child aged between 9 and 14. This practice isn't very well known around the world, but it is extremely popular in Niger. Those who have heard of this practice, though, don't usually know that the fifth wife is a concubine. To their husband, they were just an object they can use to do whatever they want. Because of this, many fifth wives have been used as official domestic and sexual slaves. She would be of much less value than the other four wives. In the case of Hadijato, her value was a mere 200 euros. Hadijato was not an exception when looking at how the Wahaya wife was treated. The girl completed many house chores and worked on the field daily. On top of this, she was also her master's sexual slave. Narua, her owner, was reported to rape her on multiple occasions while she worked for him. By the time she had reached her teenage years, Hajijato had become pregnant four times and had had two children. Her childhood was stripped away from her and many of her human rights had been abused. After nine years of brutal treatment at the age of 21, her master formally released her from servitude. However, despite Hadija To's efforts to leave, her owner demanded her to stay. He told her that even though she was free from his ownership, she was still technically married to him, and should therefore stay in the household. After some time, Hadija To's mother fell ill. Narua gave her permission to leave and visit her mother, but Hadija To never came back. Instead, she made good use of her escape and went to the local tribunal to file a complaint. She said she wanted to be completely free from her husband, asking for both marital and servitude relations to be dissolved and stopped completely. The tribunal decided to look over the case, and what they found was something very interesting. Hajija To was never bought because her master never paid the 200 euros. To put this into perspective, this simply means she was given to a man and was performing unpaid labor for nine whole years. On top of this, the court found that her and her husband never had an official religious wedding ceremony, and therefore, by Niger law, were not considered to be married. All of her relations to Narua were fake, so she had no more responsibilities with him. She was finally a free woman, but not for long. Narua was not at all pleased with these findings. He appealed the judgment, which means he asked for it to be looked over again by another court. This time, the judgment ruled in his favor, meaning Hajijato was legally obliged to return to the old household and be a wife and servant all over again. But Hajijato continued to fight for her freedom. Instead of accepting her fate, she took her case to the court once more, and this time to the Supreme Court, they were able to successfully revoke the previous decision, and she was free yet again. This is where the story gets complicated. Unfortunately for Hajijato, she happened to remarry before the Supreme Court made its decision. Based on the last official judgment, Hadijato was already married. This made her guilty of bigamy, which was illegal for a woman. The punishment was for her to be imprisoned for six months and for her first marriage to be the only legally standing one. 
again putting her back into the hands of her previous owner. Hajijito sought for help and was eventually noticed by an organization named Anti-Slavery International, who helped release her from unjust custody. As crazy as it is, the story continues. You may have noticed that the case's name was Hajijito versus Niger, not Hajijito versus Narua. So what happened? Well, after all she went through, she went against her own country with a final goal of having Niger reconsider court policies and taking federal responsibility for the ongoing servitude in their country. She won, and by doing so, she successfully outlawed the Wahia practice. After her win, she stated, I am very thankful for this decision. It was very difficult to challenge my former master and to speak out when people see you as nothing more than a slave, but I knew that this was the only way to protect my child from suffering the same fate as myself. Nobody deserves to be enslaved. We are all equal and deserve to be treated the same. I hope that everybody in slavery today can find their freedom. No woman should suffer the way that I did. Though this is a complicated story, with a lot of going back and forth, it is an excellent example of an unthought of, unseen type of human trafficking. Hajijato was transferred to another village, where she ended up being an unpaid servant for nine years. And with the Wahaya practice, who's to say there aren't thousands of more girls with a story like hers? Hopefully, through this story, you could see that taking a stand makes a difference. It is clear that country policies have to be changed, and awareness has to be raised. And the first step is to spread the word of either Hajijato's story or human trafficking in general, so we can eventually reach a more fair and just global society. Thank you for listening to this episode of Invisible Chains.